they uh, they're taking out some uh, some very sexual angles of uh, butt shots for characters <laughs> and stuff. So like Miranda's ass yep. is getting nerfed. Yep. <laughs> as soon as you said that, the first thing I thought, Miranda. What's up, everyone? Welcome into Lighthearted, episode 38. I'm your host, Alex Light. Um, all right, so first and foremost, uh, we do got a little bit of a change-up this week for the episode. Uh, we do not have Nick, also known as Therb Life, also known as Plug Daddy here on the show, but we do have a stand-in. We got my guy, Zach, from Animan Plus, filling in for this episode. Zach, how are you? I'm doing good, man. How's it going? Uh, man, it's not going too bad. I do want to. I do want to stress for everyone. Zach got put on a very short notice <laughs> to yeah, come do this. No, for anyone who doesn't listen to our other podcast, Animan, like I don't know what it is with our setup and Alex and podcast. Because when I first got on Animan, he gave me like three days notice. On yeah. this, he gave me three hours or more, like three minutes. Yeah, it was, it was more like three minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I basically just threw a hail mary. Is basically what I did. I was like, well. Let me call Zach. Call him up because keep in mind, me and Zach, we live very close to each other. He lives like a few minutes up the road. So I call, gave him a call. I'm like, are you busy? Are you doing anything? He's like, oh, no, I'm just going to look at YouTube stuff. I'm like, can you do a podcast like right now? <laughs> so that was that was the finest definition of a Hail Mary I've ever thrown, and he responded. So shout out to that. Um, so since Nick is not here, um, I'll do the plugs real quick. But first, I'm you know the one thing I do want to address, just so everyone that listens to our show every single week, the people that rock with us every single week, I do want you guys to be aware that Lighthearted could potentially be going on a little bit of a break here soon. Don't know for sure. We'll see. Um, the light, the Lighthearted Pokemon 25th anniversary special may not also come out as originally planned the plan was i think the 20th final episode being released on the 27th of pokemon day that might also get pushed back into march but we'll see uh if you guys can want to stay up to date on when the show is going to return if you could just go give us a follow at our twitter at lighthearted pod and you can stay up to date there i just wanted to make make this known here because i know the last time that we took a week off i announced it on twitter but there was no announcement through the podcast because it was on it was out of the blue it was an out of the blue unexpected uh pause for the week but you know now that it's said just go follow us on twitter and you can stay up to date on what's going to be going on with lighthearted for the time being but hey in the meantime though Animan Plus, the show that Zach's from here, uh, that show is still rocking every single week. No big deal. So you can go listen to us over at Animan Plus if you're in anime and manga and all that good shit. As well as follow us on that Twitter, at Animan Podcast. That is basically run by uh, our guy Josh over at Animan Plus. Uh, you can also go follow us on other socials that we really don't use. I'll be honest, we probably need to. I have like an automated thing that posts on Facebook. That's it. Uh, don't haven't used the Instagram in a while, but you can still follow us there. But also, if you want to support us further, the Patreon is a great way to do so. Shout out to Jared, our Tier 4 patron. I appreciate you. Uh, I think with all that said, we can go ahead and just kind of kick into the show. Like you know, like we kind of already mentioned, Zach got put here on very, very short notice. But the plus side is, lighthearted is very easy to do because it's just like general reaction and kind of speculation on what we could think could possibly come. And we actually had some pretty big stuff that kind of came out this week, mostly from EA. EA, for once, did not disappoint the internet surprisingly enough. So wait, you're telling me we got a actually very good loot box from EA? <laughs> yeah. Got a great loot box this week. I call bullshit. Yeah, I know, me too. And then it happened. Yeah, like for you know EA man is known for disappointment. Everyone that knows anything about EA of any any capacity, whether it's EA or EA Sports, whatever, they are known for disappointment. But this week, 
they actually did something pretty solid. So first and foremost, Mass Effect. All right, everyone that listens to the show knows that I am a massive, massive, massive fan. Uh, we got a we got a trailer drop this week, um, showcasing what the games look like in its 4K glory. We got a release date of May 14th, a couple months later than what we were kind of already talking about. It could be the leak. There was a leak date from two different retailers of like I think March 9th or so, which would have lined up pretty close to the Mass Effect 3 release date years back. But May 14th, that Friday. Mass Effect Legendary Collections coming out. I'd definitely be taking off that weekend. You know, I've seen, uh, I don't know if it was from the trailer or everything, but I at least saw a video and saw that Femshep is now in all three games. Yep. And just, it looks <coughs> odd seeing Femshep in Mass Effect 1 armor. Yeah, that Mass Effect 1 armor is rough. It's that so game is rough, but it looks beautiful now. Because you never played it, did you? I have. Oh, did you eventually play it? Yes, it, it was rough. Okay, because I knew of it. Originally, when Mass Effect three out, you had never played Mass Effect one at the time. Not not to its fullest capacity. Yeah. No, I, like at the time when I finally played through Mass Effect three, the farthest I've gotten in Mass Effect one was like I got like halfway through the game and I just stopped playing. Uh, yeah. But I have gone back and completely played through it, and it is rough. I mean, because the armor in that game makes no sense. It's literally just as you get higher tier armor, it just gets bulkier. Yeah, yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> Yeah, uh, with all the stuff they revealed for the Legendary Edition, man, the main takeaways, number one, Femshep in all three games. Shout out to that. I know, um, I think her name's Jennifer Hale. Mm -hmm. She's the voice actress for yep. Shepard. She put out a very emotional video about that, you know, just being super, like, thankful that, you know, the character she voices Femsheps in all three games, the representation for it, whatever. If I remember correctly, when Mass Effect 3 came, everyone was actually a lot more hyped for Femshep than anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Everyone everyone was super, super pumped for, for uh, Femshep. So, yeah, I know Jennifer uh, Hale put out a very emotional video about that. Uh, some other things to note is that the, the one thing that makes me really, really pumped about this is, like, you know, this was like set up to like as like a remaster, basically, is what, you know, what these three games were. You know, they really wanted... They really wanted the like newer generation of gamers to try Mass Effect because I mean it is one of the greatest trilogies in history. Let's be real, uh, and the, but they wanted to do it justice. And man, when it, when it comes to like looking at like the video and the trailers and everything that they showed, like yeah, it's like basically a remaster more or less. But with everything they've done, man, it really does feel like it's a bit of a remake too. It does, and even. they really like have they've they've really pushed to make sure they've done it faithfully and put out a good product. It really is because it's a shame considering Andromeda. Yeah. Every, everyone remembers Andromeda and the show that that was. So it's very good to see that they are putting so much behind it because Bioware had two series. It had Mass Effect and Dragon Age and both the ball got dropped on both Inquisition, Dragon Age and Andromeda. Yep. So it is something good to see that this Bioware series is getting some sort of revamp and revival. Yeah. Uh, some other things to note on. One thing that I'm really, really happy about is... Gay with Garrus? That's not confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> uh, is the multiplayer is taken out. Uh, the reason why I'm pumped about that is because while the multiplayer was fun, sure, I hated how the game forced yes. you to play it okay. to get your max readiness. I can agree with that. But I, I'm, it's a shame multiplayer out, is out because I loved playing as a Geth in multiplayer. Oh, yeah, dude. Geth dude. were so much fun. You, you want to know who I loved playing as the most? I forgot the name of the race, but it's the little short, fat dudes. Oh, the Volus? Yes, I loved playing I as the Volus. I forgot <laughs> the Volus was like an engineer class, wasn't it? Yeah, I fucking loved it, dude. It was such a meme. No, like, like you know, yeah, the multiplayer was fun. I can understand why it's not in the game. 
you know, for yeah. multi- you, know, you get it. I mean, for multiple reasons. But I'm just really happy that it is taken out simply because we're not forced to play it. That was the one thing that I hated. Because, like, in Mass Effect 3, if you went through, and I can tell you from my own personal experience, if you went through and did 100% every little thing you could, you were never going to get above 50%. Yep. Because you had to play the multiplayer. You had to have the readiness. Yep. The, you know, for the readiness, 50% was the max you could get without playing the multiplayer. And that gave you the worst possible ending. Yep. So, like, you had to play it, which was really shitty in looking back in hindsight. I mean, at the time when it came out, it was actually a very smart thing because multiplayer games was... That was during the rise of what we have now is our millions and millions of multiplayer games That's that are fair. out now. That's fair. Because multiplayer games were really starting to become a rise thing because that was, like mid-360 PS3 era. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it was a very good move because that was a multiplayer uh, style and whatnot that shouldn't survived as long as it was. That's, did. that's true. And because that's of true. that stipulation, uh, there were so many people that kept playing it because even like years after Mass Effect 3, there were still people... You could still find a full group for that, which was really weird. People just playing through the game, probably yeah. just need to get that max. That's, that's, <laughs> that's literally all it was, because no one, everyone only played the easy difficulty bronze. No one played yep. silver or gold. Yep, that was me. <laughs> that was me. Yeah, hundred um, percent. All DLC is going to be in the game. It's over forty things of DLC. That includes like all the major stuff. Um, that includes like all of the gear, including the Dragon Age armor. That is confirmed. That is going to be part of the game. Yeah. That was, in, I think, in two. Yes. Um, you know. I'm really pumped to see all the the DLC come back because I know one thing uh, that made me protect my 360 with my life is that I owned all the DLC and there was some DLC that you could no longer purchase that was the taken out of Mass the Effect DLCs. I know that. Yeah, and then, that one and Overlord yep. was taken out of the shop. Which Overlord was really fun, honestly, and it gave you a shit ton of readiness in three. If you if you transfer that over or whatever and you yeah. save the guy, dude, it gave you so much readiness in three. It was actually very interesting because I did a playthrough, the full series playthrough when Andromeda, like a lot of people, mm-hmm. and one of the things was Overlord was so hard to find. Yeah, and I had to more or less I had to go on a torrent site, find an original fire file of <laughs> Overlord, get then get an update file, update the file, and then I took a uh, removable hard drive. Connected it to my Xbox to add it onto my files. Jesus Christ. that That's a fucking trip. That's dedication. Shout out to that. It works, though. <laughs> hey, at least you got it to work. Shit. Um, you know, some other things that, I, that came up with it is that overall, the character customization is uh, the same across all three games. So that's uniform in that capacity. Mass Effect One's gonna be the biggest one that gets the biggest oh, bump definitely. out of this. Uh, the controlling of the uh, the fucking car that was horrible to drive. What that, you didn't like the Mako? No, I did not like the Mako. It sucked, <laughs> and it's a lot better to drive. Apparently, um, you know uh, the rifle, the, the shooting, the combat in one is apparently heavily improved, which needed it. I mean, it was rough. <laughs> it was so weird. I mean, I guess I understand from a prospect of you need skill to be able to aim right, but just the infamous sniper rifle i know the the sniper rifle dude uh i i want to say i know they have melee in the first one now i don't know if it's gonna be the omni blade but they do they are adding melee into the first one now which is pretty cool um overall like man i'm so impressed with this i really am like i was like low-key kind of afraid after casey hudson left even though they were very much into the project but i saw what happened with mass effect without casey hudson 
So I was naturally very afraid when he left the company a couple months ago. But man, it really does feel like a faithful like remake almost. Like they're just doing so much for it. Uh, a couple of things that I did come across that they took out of the game is uh, <laughs> they uh, they're taking out some uh, some very sexual angles of uh, butt shots for characters <laughs> and stuff. So like Miranda's ass yep, is getting nerfed. Yep. <laughs> As soon as you said that, the first thing I thought, Miranda? Yeah, Miranda's ass is... I mean, her ass is not actually getting nerfed, kind of like Tracer and Overwatch, was, where her ass legitimately got nerfed. It was just weird because they modeled it where it's just per, per, perfect. And yeah. I mean, that was her whole character. Yep. She was more or less a biological, perfect biological human, but it was sort of odd. Yep. Those shots are kind of taken out. They're, they've even <laughs> They've even addressed a certain shot where if you wear like... Like there's in Mass Effect Three for Femship, you can get like a, a really like tight skin type dress, whatever. They've even eliminated a shot where if you sit down with Femship, like her legs are like just spread open, like sitting like a dude cut. They even got rid of that shot. Like they, they they've gotten rid of those kind of shots that necessarily did not age well, or in the Femship's case was kind of a flaw, you know. But how the, did they get through? That should have been a thing even know. when it came out. I don't know, but it did. So those sort of shots are going to be taken out. Um, I also came across with it that that extended cut is officially the canon part of the canon ending of Mass Effect 3. Boo. So that is part of the game. That is part of the deal. Uh, I'm very curious how that ending of the game is going to work, though, because, you know, we can safely assume the next Mass Effect is obviously, you know, the continuation of this series because we saw Liara, whatever. Uh, some other notable things is that Based on what we saw in the trailer, we can only assume the 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 destroy route is the canon route. Like mm-hmm. I've been fucking telling people for years, uh, so I'm just curious of like how that final selection is going to go in the game. I mean, it'll be interesting. Uh, makes me curious if we'll ever hear from Andromeda again. Ah, uh, no, probably not. You're <laughs> probably, probably not. You're probably correct, but eh, you never know. They may sneak sneak something in there. Yeah, uh, they might. They might. Uh, I did see that uh, on the Bioware shop, they do have a legendary uh, crate edition for the game, but it doesn't have the game. What comes in it? Uh, it's $150. Uh, it comes with a steelbook case. It comes with like a little uh, spinning like metallic pin thing that has the Renegade and uh, Paragon thing. Uh, the, it has a couple like art books, like a, uh, like a nice poster and stuff. The, but the big thing is it has a legitimate remake replica full-size uh n7 helmet even lights up it looks cool as fuck excuse me a moment alex i need to buy this i'll be right back people you want to buy it for me too i mean i could (laughs) you want to take a loan out yeah you sure we'll discuss that later (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i've been so close to buying it dude just like just look it up when you get a chance man um it looks legit 150 bucks but like i said it doesn't come with the game so you gotta buy the game separately but and whatever yeah yeah, the, the, hel- mean, the helmet's cool as fuck. I mean, on Steam, you can get it fairly cheaply. They actually have a, um, I forget what it's called, but you get a reduced price if you bought Mass Effect 3 sometime between October and December of last year. Mm-hmm. You get a reduced price for it. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. Well, uh, for everyone out there that has not played Mass Effect, that's always been kind of curious about it, that are planning to pick this up, I genuinely hope that you enjoy the ride because it is a phenomenal series. It's probably my favorite to toss up between that and Legend of Zelda. I love it so fucking much. I, hopefully you guys have a great time and just, I, just remember one very important thing. Every decision matters. Just remember that. <laughs> if, you carry, if you carry your character over from one to three, 
the decisions you make matter. Just remember that. The decisions of Mass Effect mean nothing compared to Life is Strange. That's true. I will agree with you on that. I will agree with you on that. But that you know that, that's just one of the biggest things I've always loved about Mass Effect. Is how that I because I, I know there's like one like couple decisions, for example, in Mass Effect One that will have nothing to do with Mass Effect Two, yeah. but have a massive thing to do with Three. Yeah, and I, I, that's so fucking cool to me, man. I fucking love that. I mean, even in Mass Effect Two, they Mass Effect One choices didn't hit. Not all of them hit as hard, but there was a reference to each choice you yeah, made yeah. throughout Mass Effect One. Yeah, true, true. Uh, on the flip side of things, of the other thing that EA announced this week that uh, really put people in, in good, you know, just really pumped up uh, mode, including myself, is EA Sports announced that college football is coming back. I, 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 I literally shed tears over this. I was so happy. I love the college football games. I love NCAA games more than I love Madden. Uh, Madden's been dog shit for years. It's pretty much the only football game we've had since, like, you know, NFL 2K has been gone since 2005. NCAA got stopped. All we have is Madden for football fans. You think that's why they brought it back? Is because there's been so much backlash with Madden? Well, yes. And last year the lawsuit was settled. So I knew it. We were, oh, okay. yeah, the where the student athletes getting paid. Yeah. Things, that's what stopped the game initially. Uh, the lawsuit was settled last year, so student athletes can you know get paid for like their you know get you know for their likeliness, their dealers, whatever. So once that was settled last year, I knew it was just a matter of time, and you know, college football game would come back. But a couple things to note about it for the fans out there: um, it is not called NCAA. It is officially being rebranded to EA College Football. Um, they've already confirmed that they have over 100 uh, teams um, likeliness already signed for. There is 130 teams currently in Division One, I, I think, as of now, unless more teams get added or dropped. You know, some you know for you know my college football fans out there, some notable teams you could see is like Coastal Carolina. You could see uh, like uh, Texas Southern, I think Georgia Southern, I think is one. A couple, Idaho will get dropped. A couple others like that, but. Um, I'm kind of curious with them saying over 100, are we going to get all the way up to that 130? Are they going to possibly expand it out where they're going to get like maybe some FCS schools like they used to have? Because I know there was a couple games where you could play as like Arkansas Pine Bluff, for example, and that's like a lower FCS school. Uh, just some random bullshit ones like that. Um, if you pay the extra money to draw those player cards, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, EA has, ar- has also confirmed that they are fully prepared to move forward with the game with randomly generated rosters uh, just in case they can't get the stuff settled for to get the actual players. Granted, what they'll do is what they've always done where it'll be like you know QB 16 for Clemson, for example. It won't yeah. have the name. But obviously, anyone with a half a fucking brain can look at a roster on this game, see go to Clemson, see QB 16, and know it's Trevor Lawrence. I mean, that's just obvious. Especially, you know, if it's you a know, white kid with long blonde hair or whatever. It's like, okay, yeah, it's Trevor Lawrence. So what they're fully prepared to do, if they have to, is still make this game and literally just have completely random generated players across the board. Because at the end of the day, you know, no matter what they do, if they do the thing they've always done, the community's got this, bro. They'll name the rosters for yeah. you. You, know, you just download it. So it's and and EA knows this. Um, EA has also kind of said that this is a couple years away. So for anyone that saw this news and didn't dig more into it, do not expect it this year. Do not expect it. You know, you know, college football twenty two. It's not coming out. Uh, it's probably not coming out next year. I, I've heard rumors of 2023 is when it'll possibly come out. But, you know, the biggest takeaway about this, besides the fact that it's just finally coming back, is uh, EA Sports is that they say this. We'll see if they fucking stay true with it. They are wanting the community that has helped keep NCAA alive for so long. To, they want their input. 
So like the YouTube creators that make series on NCAA 14, like my like uh, like not the expert who did like the UGF pandas, which I fucking love that series. Um, you know the 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 dingoes he did. There were other there's uh, other creators that uh, have done like Alaska State and just made up schools, right? But they've kept the game alive. Yeah, the dingoes. I play a match between the pandas and the dingoes. Yes. I think it was uh, Death Valley State was the name of the fake college, Death Valley State Dingoes. And it was he would always open up every single level. He's like, what's up, you dingoes? And I, it was just funny. I love Not the Expert. He's hilarious. All righty, guys. Yeah, he's fucking hysterical. Um, but yeah, they, they EA Sports, at least as of now, unless they obviously backpedal on this, is they want feedback from the creators that has helped keep this game alive about what they need to do to make this game as good as it can be. You think we're going to get an official wa- roster number for the Dingoes and Pandas and any other creative team out there? I hope so. That that would be a weird set. Just if you do like a story mode and you're, you're suddenly up against the Death Valley College. Yeah, the Death Valley fucking <laughs> like, Dingoes. How and, does that arena look? <laughs> uh, Okay, the stadium is literally, in the, the field is literally in the middle of the desert. <laughs> Like I'm not joking. Like like the field that was that that was created for this was literally it's like literally in the middle of the desert. Like like couple rows of seatings and that's it. <laughs> yeah, the UGF Pandas that made up school. At least it had like an actual like you know like bowl type stadium. But uh, no, the, uh, the 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 dingoes is literally in a fucking desert. I mean, it's it's COVID accessible, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the the colors for the dingoes is uh, brown and yellow. Not a great color scheme, but I don't know. The big thing about this, though, man, is like there's that legitimate possibility that this could be like one of the greatest, if not the greatest sports game of all time, if they actually stay through with this and just listen to what people want out of the game. You know, clearly that worked for Madden this year, at least we will see, is when it came to, to Madden going into the release of 21, EA Sports is like, okay, guys, we hear you. We have fucked up on Madden we're already planning what we can do to fix franchise for 22, which, you know, told me that 21 was going to be ass before it even came out when they were already talking about what they were doing for 22. But the point EA listened, they listened, they heard you. And now they're, they're wanting to listen again about college football, about what we can do to make the game. Great. A lot of people are saying like, don't fuck with the, the recruiting, just expand on it. The recruiting was good. Keep team builder for God's sake, which yes, please keep team builder. Team builder was fantastic um so i'm hoping this is going to be possibly the greatest sports game ever i'm super fucking pumped about it shout out to ea for actually having a good fucking week for the first time in like a decade yeah like a fucking decade yeah but you want to know who's not having a good time uh the 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 random studios over at fucking google yeah (laughs) no no they're not (laughs) google stadia already fucking like shut down their couple of off-brand studios given by the end of the year and google stadia is dead stadia is dead i mean it was already slightly dead when they announced it to be honest oh yeah you know it's bad when you have like your own streaming service whatever and the only thing instead of like promoting like oh yeah look at this fucking cool ass game we got the only thing that you can promote that's cool about your services oh hey guys uh cyberpunk runs pretty well on stadia (laughs) That was the only thing they were proud about. That was rough, okay? That was the only thing they were proud about is, hey, Cyberpunk runs well over here on Stadia. I literally saw the tweets that literally said, hey, for all you players of Cyberpunk over there, come over here. Cyberpunk runs great. And not a single person cared. (laughs) No, no one gave a shit, dude. Because Stadia was dead. I mean, Stadia was just hopping on that bandwagon of uh, similar programs that were coming out at the time, which I can't even remember those because I'm pretty sure most of those are dead now, too. Yeah, most are dead, including like the... um, you know, like, what was it, the other uh, Steam box, whatever? Yeah. That, that, that died quick. That thing. 
That's a good paperweight, by the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think the only one that really survived that stuff was just, we got the Epic Game Store. Yeah, the Epic Game Store. Out of all that, in which it wasn't even trying to do the same thing. It just was like, oh, yeah, we want to be a market against Steam. So, yo, we're over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, you know, so Stadia is basically dead. Uh, one one other studio to keep an eye on. Uh, they actually, the upcoming CEO actually made a comment on this uh, uh, studio is the uh, Amazon Games. Is keep an eye on what's going to come out of Amazon Games. Uh, Zach's giving me a very like, who gives a fuck look? Because that's the point. Who gives a fuck? I mean, they already tried Crucible. Crucible and, backfired. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it had potential. Cause yeah, I, you, you did tell me that. I, it, I played it. it. It had potential, but... They made the maps far too big. I mean, yep. the graphics and everything looked great, but half the game mode, I was just like, I don't know what's going on. You could win an entire match and never see the enemy team. Yeah. Um, you know, the only other game they have in development is that new MMO, New World, yeah. which that does actually look pretty cool. Uh, we'll see if it gets done, I guess. I don't know. Uh, like I said, you know, anyone who follows the internet knows that Jeff Bezos is stepping down as CEO. He's stepping into another role. Uh, the new CEO, can't remember his name, he already made a comment, which his comment is very straightforward. You know, it's just like, hey, he's not even technically the CEO. Yeah, he's not going to go ahead and say, oh yeah, I'm shutting down the game studios. He basically said that we're keeping all options open. We'll take a look at it later. And I would give it a few months and after he steps in, you'll see game studios die. It's, that's probably what's going to happen. But then there's leaves the question, is New World dead? Yeah. Are I mean, they, they going to hand it off to someone else maybe? I was about to say, it depends on whether they give up the IP and someone's willing to pick it up. Yeah. I mean, New World looks cool, but if we're talking like a new MMO, I'm more excited for the Ashes Creation. Ashes of Creation does look really fucking legit. So, um, so we did have uh, an Activision Blizzard investors call that took place this past week, and uh, some surprising news came out of this, as well as some not surprising news that I don't know why everyone is shocked about, honestly. Uh, but apparently the news that came out of this call is that Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 is not set to release uh, in 2021, they're expecting. First and foremost, who the fuck was expecting Diablo 4 in 2021? Everyone knows this is Diablo Immortals year, goddammit, first and foremost. And second off, seriously, who was expecting Diablo 4 in 2021? Like, really? Like, like Diablo 4 being announced, like, what, last year, the year before? It's it's basically on, like, this... Like, how long did Diablo 3 take to develop? Like, nine years? Yeah, it was something like that. Like, come on, people. Who was actually anticipating Diablo 4 this year? This is Diablo Immortals year, goddammit. I mean, and that's taken about on the same track record as, yeah. as long as Diablo 3 <laughs> took. I mean, Diablo 3 came out great. It did, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Like I, I just don't know why anyone was shocked about Diablo 4. But on the flip side, I got to say I am actually shocked by Overwatch 2. I, I was shocked to see that. I fully expected Overwatch 2 this year. Uh, I mean, it's as far as I know, it's run on the same engine as Overwatch. It's like a, maybe a little bit upgraded one. And it's just... It's, it's just its own little story mode, the PvE content with a little bit of PvP, and they was going to kind of like merge the two together in some capacity. Like I don't know. It just kind of shocked me to see that Overwatch 2 was not coming because I think that was announced in 2019. So 2020 was kind of the, what everyone was thinking. Like We were probably, I think, BlizzCon's this month, actually. I think it's later this month. Um, it's actually probably pretty soon, I think about it. And we were probably going to get Overwatch 2 news. I was expecting the the news for Overwatch 2 to be released probably in May, you know, because May is always their anniversary event for Overwatch. So uh, Overwatch 2 not coming out this year, it's kind of a bummer. That, that was one game I was looking forward to uh, that I was expecting for 20, 2021, a potential game of the year candidate if it would have came out. But, eh, 
I mean, whatever. We got a lot of other good shit coming out this the year. The new Hots character just broke their servers and just everything went down the drain. Who was Hogger? Yeah, Hogger was the new Hots character. Nick Nick told me he's like, yeah, Hogger came out. You need to go look at him. I feel like he's a you character. And I'm, I went and watched the tra- the tape, and I'm like, God damn it, it is a me character. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to play this now. Uh, so no Overwatch two this year, no Diablo four this year, and uh, potentially no uh, Breath of the Wild two this year. That's a big one. That's a big one. Uh, this is, you know, this is just potential. I've seen some rumors about it uh, that Breath of the Wild two may not come out this year. And you guys got to keep in mind, you, you just just look back at twenty twenty and how Nintendo handled twenty twenty. They are Nintendo is very cautious when it comes to the COVID situation. Everyone is working from home, and twenty twenty is the finest piece of evidence about that. When you look at how everything was handled throughout the year, when Mario three D Collection came out, like. I think August with a two week lead time on it of hype when that the game was actually supposed to come out sooner and they wanted to probably give more hype for it sooner. I mean, like, you know, Paper Mario was literally just dropped on Twitter out of nowhere. Like Nintendo, COVID has affected them massively. So to hear the possible news that Breath of the Wild 2 may not come out this year and they may delay to 2022, it's not shocking because of how much they've taken precautions with the COVID situation. But, you know, with it also being Zelda 35th, there's that shock factor to it where it's just like, what will come out in its place? Remaster the original two Zelda games. I've actually seen some people talk about that. Like, they would really like to see that. That would be really fun. Yeah, the first, like, I, yeah, the first two could definitely use something like that. Yeah. Uh, it'd probably be remastered in, like, the same type of engine that Link's Awakening is. More C- than likely. Because, like, to my understanding, like, the Link's Awakening team, there's a, a different... It's kind of like Pokemon now, right? With the Pokemon company, Game Freak... They have a team for mainline games, and they have a team for remakes. They have two different teams to handle that's it. That's why we're getting Pokemon Snap, right? Yep, that's why we're getting Pokemon Snap. I really hate that announcement. You do? <laughs> You're like the only person that's told me you hate that. That's a pointless game. I mean, I don't plan to get it. I already kind of said that here on the show. Like, First and foremost, it looks fucking gorgeous. I wish Sword and Shield looked like that. Pokemon Snap was fun when I was a kid. I don't give a fuck about it now. I just don't. Um... If I can get it for super cheap someday, sure. But I'm not buying a day one. I don't give a fuck. But anyway, uh, so to my understanding at Nintendo, when it comes to the the team that works on the Zelda franchise, from what I understand when it came to the Link's Awakening thing, is they have a same situation set up where they have a team for... A separate team completely did Link's Awakening, and then they have the team that works on the main stuff. So that opens the door for more possible remakes in the future, like a Zelda 1 and 2. I'm still going to hold on to my Hail Mary Yeet prediction and say the... uh, my bold prediction for this year is that we will get an Age of Oracle and Seasons remake in the same style as Link Awakening. That's my bold prediction. Because like, keep in mind, Link's Awakening was a GB it was a GB color game, right? Yeah. So was the Age Age of Seasons, yep. Age of Oracles, whatever it was, Oracle of Ages, Oracle of Seasons, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and you know, my bold prediction is that those are going to be remade in the same style, and it will include the canceled third game that they never made. I don't remember what it was called, but there was a third version of that game, kind of like a Pokemon deal deal that never came out. So that's my bold yeeted prediction for this year. Um, How do you feel about Four Swords? I love Four Swords personally. Like uh, the one on the GameCube and the yeah. one on the Game Boy Color, like uh, the Game Boy Advance. I love those. Four you Swords think, Adventures on the GameCube is great. You think we could ever get a remake of that? I would love that. Get a remake of that and add on, you know, 
which is, I, I can use this to segue here in a minute, uh, online multiplayer features for it. I mean, think of it, that it'd be a lot of fun, right? That would be stupid. <laughs> I would enjoy that. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'd love that. Um, I will, I will segue into, uh, the online thing here in a minute. I still want to talk about Zelda for the moment. Um, some other things that are probably more likely is one of two things. Number one, the fabled Skyward Sword remake that was leaked on Amazon <laughs> last year. I think that's still possible. And I'm, I'm very excited for that possibility because I really want to know what they can do with it, taking away all the horrible motion controls. Those motion controls were not good. Getting and rid of fee? Game, yeah, fee, yeah. Um, but the other possibility is obviously just a collection. I mean, let's be real. They did yeah. it for Mario. It worked great. Uh, me and Nick have speculated on this. What would be in the collection? Uh, I would probably say just like... Um, you know, it, one of the two N64 titles, one of the two GameCube titles, and then like Skyward Sword. That'd probably be the collection. You know, who knows? We, you know, we could get, um, you know, here's, here's a random, uh, here's a couple of random pitches for you that is thought of. We could get uh, just a natural port of Wind Waker and Top Princess that came out on the Wii U. They're already done. Just port them up. Yeah. Could Then we could get like a possible, col- you know, like collection of like Ocarina of Majora's, take it for the 3DS, port it up. And then maybe the Skyward Sword. Maybe that's probably asking a lot, but I mean, when it comes to Zelda, they roll out the fucking red carpet a lot more than they, they do. do. With, a lot more than they do with Mario. So you know, who knows what's going to happen this year? Breath of the Wild Two doesn't come out. That's uh, that's going to be a big blow. But hopefully, they can make up for it with something else. I fully think, even if Breath of the Wild Two is coming out this year, I think we will still get another Zelda title of some sort. I still think that's going to happen. You think what I? You know what I would like to see in a this year which would be completely out of left field and very unlikely. Mm-hmm. Get a game where we get to play as Ganon. That would be really cool. That would be really cool. A lot of people have always pitched to have a game where we play as Zelda. That's something that a lot of people have always wanted to pitch and try to get. See, Zelda might be interesting, but I would be much more interested in Ganon and the dark side of it because, I mean, we always see Ganon and he transforms into one of his many forms, depending yeah, yeah. on which version. It, it'd be definitely an interesting game. Yeah, no, it, it for sure would. Um, you know, we... I'm curious if we're going to actually get anything out of Nintendo this year with some of their other anniversaries. I mean, they have multiple anniversaries oh, this yeah. year. You know, the, obviously this year being Zelda and Pokemon, those are going to be the, the main focuses here, which shout out to the fact that we will get the Pokemon Day probably, um, you know, direct here in a couple of weeks. Shout out to that. Look out for that. That's going to be pretty hype. Uh, but, I mean, this is Metroid 35th. Are we going to get anything from Metroid? Maybe a Prime Trilogy. Maybe. I mean, all they have to do is somehow port it up from the Wii and we're good. Uh, I, I actually didn't know this, but uh, I fuck, we're not going to get anything out of this. But uh, Kid Icarus, 35th this year. Didn't know that. Yeah, no, we're not going to see anything on and, that. And uh, this is also Donkey Kong 40th, which here's... yeah, I don't know if I've told you this, Zach. So this is going to be a repeat for the listeners here, but it's going to be new for you. A few weeks ago when me and Nick, you know, had the realization, oh, it's Donkey Kong 40th. One prediction that we had is a rare replay coming over to the Switch, adding yeah. in some more of the Nintendo games that wasn't in the rare replay, including Donkey Kong 64. That was something that we, me and Nick kind of speculated on. Because Microsoft and Nintendo are, are real buddy-buddy now, so rare replay coming over to the Switch, but like taking out maybe some titles See, from the I, original version and adding some in that didn't make it. I don't care about rare replay. I mean, rare replay is good. It's very entertaining. Yeah. I would just love a 64 remake. Yeah, yeah. That'd be so, that game was so much fun. Yeah, I love Donkey Kong. You know, a lot of people actually fucking hate that game. Well, I understand their hate for... I mean, I enjoyed it after several years of hate because, honestly, it controlled like crap. It did control like crap. There was no context on how you're supposed to do anything. Fair. There was 
secret stuff that even speedrunners missed until like several years later. Mm. And then just overall, the game in actual com- completion was utter trash. <laughs> the, it was a good, it was a good concept, like an adventure type game. It was and, a great concept. And then it was a completionist's nightmare. Oh yeah. Yeah. True. 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 Uh, you know, it'll be real interesting to see what Nintendo does for this year, man. Um, I'm I'm excited for Zelda, especially. I guess we'll see what comes out of it. Uh, we we do have another anniversary for this year that I did come across uh, some interesting rumors on, and that is we do have the Sonic 30th anniversary this year. Uh, Sega teased like last year, the year before, they had big plans for the th- um, for the 30th anniversary. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of the leaker, and I'm really upset that I can't. But there was a leaker that put out a blog post on his uh, website about the Sonic 30th that he got some sources to tell him about, it. and he's a credible leaker from stuff that he's gotten correct in the past with like some Nintendo games and this yeah. and that. I, I just can't remember his name. I feel bad about that, but he was putting out some stuff that he heard about for what's going on with Sonic 30th. So the first thing is uh, 2D, 3D Sonic. They are going back to splitting them apart instead of merging them together, kind of like they have been since generations. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to can go back to catering to both fan bases. So you'll we can continue to get like old school Sonic games as well as new school. Um, there is apparently a uh, Sonic collection on the way. It's not going to be anything like what you're anticipating with like an adventure one and two type of thing. It's going to be some more niche titles that's kind of fallen out of the spotlight, like maybe Sonic Advance, for example, which Sonic Advance is a lot of fun. You know, some other stuff like that. Um, you know, but the big thing is what's the next big Sonic title? There is a new 3D title in the works. It has gone away from the boost play style that they've done for oh, the past. God. From the past few years, and it's apparently going back to like Sonic Adventure One and Two, like an actual adventure type okay. of play style. Which, let's do it. I'm all for it, dude. Let's let's fucking rock and rumble. I mean, I'll take another Sonic Heroes. Sonic Heroes was a lot of fun too. Yeah, it I'll, also had a killer soundtrack. Oh, dude, it did. It did. I love Sonic Heroes, man. Sonic Heroes is one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> you know, people fucking hate me for uh, always uh, fighting for this, man. But I, you know, I know it will never fucking happen. But I would absolutely love for a Sonic 06 remake and done right. I really would. The game wasn't bad. It was just fucking horrible, like horrible gameplay. Did you just hear what you just said? I know, I know. The game itself, like I relate it kind of similar to Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk's a good game. It's just very poorly made. Sonic 06 is a. I think it's a good game in two ways, but it's very poorly made. Here, here's the difference here. Cyberpunk is a good game, and it wasn't poorly made. It was just ahead of its time. That's true. It was ahead of its time. <laughs> it wasn't poorly made. It's just the systems couldn't hold it. That, that Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I, I'm actually a big Sonic 06 fan. I have been for years. Uh, the Sonic story, I'm not the biggest fan of. I don't really care for Sonic hooking up with a human chick. It's kind of weird. But... I will defend this game because the Shadow and Silver story is really fucking good. I fucking loved their story. Is that where Silver came from? Was yep. it 06? Yeah, that was his first Okay, game. I was curious because I remember Silver just appearing. I was like, where did he come from? Yeah, it was 06. Yeah. I, I personally liked 06. It was just very poorly made. <laughs> very, very poorly. It was very rushed, which also, the rushing part, according to this leaker, if this game cannot be done, the goal is holiday 2021. Cool. Awesome. But apparently Sega has no problem in the world whatsoever about delaying this game into 2022 if necessary. They want to get the game right. I mean, why not? What's else is Sega doing right now? 
getting ready to probably be purchased by Microsoft. <laughs> I mean, so yeah, they got all the time in the world. That's my guess. Uh, you know, we, me and Nick, we reported last episode of Lighthearted that uh, apparently later this year, early 2022, we're anticipating another game publishing uh, purchase from Microsoft that's apparently on the same level as Bethesda. Uh, we've kind of speculated on some possible ones. Sega was one of the possibilities. They're only notable in terms of their historic name, maybe not necessarily what they're doing these days. But I mean, we're me and Nick, we talked maybe Square was going to be purchased um maybe ubisoft was going to be purchased i mean who knows i mean no one thought bethesda was going to be purchased so honestly anything's on the table at this point rockstar who knows fuck you know who knows the fucking microsoft's gonna fucking pump out next i guess we'll see nothing they just hire other people to pump it out yeah right i don't know my bet square something's just telling me square i have no reason to believe it's square i just have a gut feeling it's square or rockstar it's one of the two i think i mean square would be odd i i feel because square's not even a american co- developer no they're not no so i feel like that one be, would be sort of out of left field i mean yeah they could especially with how many uh of the more eastern developer games are now being put on microsoft mm-hmm. and xbox and stuff like that but I mean, I just feel like I think Rockstar would be more likely than yeah, yeah. Square. Did you see that Gearbox was uh, purchased? Yep. Yeah, Gearbox purchased by what was a TH uh, Nordic, uh, THQ Nordic, I think. Is what I it believe was? that's right. Yeah. 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 But if I remember correctly, they've worked closely for a while. Yeah, now, they so have. I, so it wasn't really surprising no. at all. No, it, it really wasn't. Um, I don't know, uh, but we'll see what kind of comes out of uh, like the Sonic uh, 30th anniversary. See if we actually get some good shit. Shout out to the the new Sonic animated show coming to Netflix, Sonic Prime. Shout out to that. Uh, Roger Craig Smith, the long voice actor for Sonic, is being recast, though. Kind of a bummer there. He finally got his Sonic voice down over these past couple of years, and they get rid of him. That's just how it goes, man. Uh, now, before I forget, because I already said I was going to segue into this and totally just skip past it, the online thing with Nintendo when you know, we made the joke about Four Swords Online. So Nintendo announced that they're changing their online servers. That's 20 years old. I think. Yeah. Shout out to Nintendo. Finally getting up the times. 20 years old. Now, let me stress about this. I know a lot of people saying it's like, well, they haven't even, you know, done online stuff for that long. Well, technically they did uh, Fantasy Star Online Episode 1 and 2 for GameCube, but we're not going to talk about that one. The servers did not actually really start to get used until about 10 years ago, but the what they're using is 20 years old. Yes. Um, the new servers that are coming out, the first game that's going to be supported for it is Monster Hunter Rise which is, makes sense that they're wanting to get new servers out for a game of that magnitude, uh, which is actually pretty soon as well. Monster Hunter yeah, Rise no, comes out pretty out soon. Uh, but here's a little fun fact for you that fucking killed me and killed the rest of the internet. Splatoon 2 had a test feature that tested to see if it would run on Windows 98 to give you an example of how old these fucking servers are. Yeah, no. <laughs> some game developer was having some fun with that. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. <laughs> you think that's sort of an achievement when making a game for Nintendo is like how far back of a system can you make your game run? Yeah, I think I feel like I feel like it is. I feel like it's like a little personal achievement between the crew. Because like we know what Splatoon looks like. Yeah. It's yeah. nice, it's a good three D model and everything. What do you think it would look like on ninety eight, which I think ninety eight was thirty two bit? Yeah. Thirty two colors, so pretty much polygon again, right? Yeah. If not just above Polygon. But it runs. <laughs> it I runs. Would, I, I want to see those test runs. I do too. I do too. Because I don't think Splatoon would have been nearly as good a game if it came at, out 
and true. looking like that. True, true. I'm just glad they're finally fucking changing the goddamn servers, man. Those servers are eats fucking cheeks, dude. Pokemon will benefit from this. Smash will benefit from this. Monster Hunter Rise, obviously, will get a massive benefit from this. They don't have to suffer through the servers we have now. And maybe with this happening, it'll maybe show more of the, you know emphasis on what Nintendo wants to do with online play, potentially. They've never been big on online play. They really started to initiate it more kind of like... They had it for the Wii U, you know, for like Mario Kart Wii, maybe Smash, you know. But other than that, they didn't really have anything. Oh, uh, God. I just thought, because of how often the Nintendo servers are, and I rem- I just now thought Mass Effect 3 was on Nintendo systems, right? Mass Effect 3 was on, unfortunately, the Wii U. That must have been awful for the people who had to play the multiplayer on there. Yeah. God, that must have been terrible. Yeah, I, I always it always blows me away that just Mass Effect Three, mind you, with no with not even the Dark Horse comics to give you a quick recap of one and two, so you can make your choices. Just Mass Effect Three came on the Wii U. That, that just blows me away. <laughs> like, imagine like I do like you have to play with all the default choices as if you played Mass Effect Three for the first time with no previous experience. Like, oh, dude the servers for the multiplayer and just plus it's the wii u no one had a wii u you know let's be real no one had a fucking wii u thank god nintendo's updating its servers <laughs> i know dude we won't see another upgrade in like 40 years that's true and you know one thing that kind of i felt like probably forced them to make you know to want to upgrade it is that like the switch is just so fucking successful and more companies are getting in on the Switch, putting more titles on it. So they're just like, All right, yeah, I guess we should probably do something, you know, about our service. Probably be a good thing. So I don't know. Our hamsters are starting to die. We need something new. <laughs> yeah, we we need we need something new to kind of tide things over from here. Uh, still talking about Nintendo here. So uh, it was actually just kind of got leaked here recently, and you know talked about more in the public eye that uh, Nintendo had a Legend of Zelda and Star Fox series in development with Netflix. Um, until leaks got out that they were happening and Nintendo said no. They basically got really pissed off that someone on the inside leaked out that, hey, we're working with Nintendo. Oh, this is so cool. They got really fucking mad and said, all right, well, fuck you. We're not, you're not doing the project anymore. I mean, props to Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah, that that is one of those things like if you're working with Nintendo, don't go around and brag that you're working with Nintendo. Because this is what's going to come out of it. Now, granted, I'm not mad that this happened. I'm not mad about it. You know, I said on Animan Plus, you know, after talk, we're talking about the Zelda Twilight Princess manga, yeah. that I am completely open for a talking link. I love seeing his personality in the Twilight Princess manga. Uh, so, but a live action Zelda series, I'm kind of if kind of iffy on. Netflix doesn't have the greatest track record, you know, with Death Note, Full Metal, as you know, I know it's anime, but you know, they don't have the best record with doing live action something of of a game or an anime or something i'm sorry i just thought when you said that a live action i just imagined it like a nine ten episode series in just the voice of excuse me princess yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then for the star fox one that was apparently going to be like a claymation one as weird as that is. Okay, no, I'm actually okay with that. If yeah, that's what yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm okay with those happening. You know, just don't brag that you're working with Nintendo. I guess is the bottom line. But it does it does further kind of prompt the question in my head that I've kind of been wondering for a little while now is when and who is N- Nintendo going to work with to continue to push some sort of cinematic universe, whether it be like you know movies or TVs or something. You know, because uh, in this situation, this was very much a situation of Nintendo saying, 
Netflix, you need us a lot more than we need you. Bye. That's basically what the situation was. So, you know, this, you know, just prompts more like the thought that we've had and the rumors that we've seen that Nintendo wants to get into creating their series is like, you know, their IPs as a series. Like, what are we going to get at some point? You know, like, you know, they're going to try to do something Zelda. Uh, I know one that would be awesome that they may not do is a Metroid one. I would love to see something Metroid into like a show or a movie. I think that'd be fucking awesome. I think Star Fox would be super fucking cool, like an animated film or something, animated series. That would be awesome. But will we ever get it? That's the question. At this point in time, no. I mean, maybe. I mean, it is a Eastern company, so there is plenty of animation studios out that way. Yeah, Very good yeah. animation studios that could do something. True. In terms of Western studios to do live action stuff and whatnot, I mean, there's quite a bit of them out there, and they all do fairly solid work. It's just... Mm. Yeah, no, the track record of game to live action or any type of Eastern stuff that comes from the East to live action over here is not great. No, it's not. You know, another uh, IP that I personally would really love to see uh, into some sort of movie or show is F-Zero as well. F-Zero's dead as fuck. I was about to say, the only thing F-Zero has going for it is Captain Falcon and Smash. Yeah, that's it. Like, man... Fucking Nintendo has like all these great IPs, and there's so many of them they just don't they don't mess with. Nintendo is almost as bad as Valve, you know that? Yeah. <laughs> Valve has yeah. like four IPs that are all like top tier. That are all super top tier, and mostly all of them are dead. Yep. But well, I say dead. They're dead in terms of getting anything new. Yeah, like that the fabled uh, Half Life Three. Well, yeah. Yeah. Never happened. The best things we've gotten in the recent years is. Half-Life Alexis, mm-hmm. and then the fan-created content for Left 4 Dead. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true, that's true. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Nintendo can be as bad as Valve, because I mean, like, uh, one thing that prompted that conversation last week that me and Nick talked about is that, you know that new game, Astral Chain, that came out on the Switch, like, two years ago? I was about to say new. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you know. But yeah, new, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, um, Platinum Games that made it just recently, like within the last couple of weeks, came out and said that Nintendo now fully owns the IP as of recently. They just picked up the IP for themselves. It's no longer, so that that's officially their first party thing. Granted, it was only on the Switch to begin with. Yeah. But now they fully own it. Now it's just the question, like, why? Does that mean they have more plans for the series? But then at the same time, it's just like, hey, Hey Nintendo, you know, just so just so you're aware, you may have forgotten. I understand, you got a lot of stuff going on, but just so you're aware, you do have stuff like F Zero, you have like you know Star Fox, you have Kid Icarus, you have you have fucking Earthbound. Yeah, I mean, like, hey Nintendo, you got some other stuff here. You know, you could you could mess with that, but you know, hey, okay. You wonder if <laughs> there's some Nintendo office out that way where they just have like a either a wall or pedestal or whatnot where they just put little trophies of when things are put out and just of new IPs and just like yeah that's there yeah <laughs> hey but now that they set up astral chain character coming in at smash at some point we'll see <laughs> you never fucking know um all right so the last few things i have here uh for us it would not be a podcast without um spider-man news i know nick always looks forward to the spidey cast stuff for the week so i do have a couple things for you uh number one uh andrew garfield um his involvement with spider-man 3 could have been potentially leaked by a DoorDash driver, of all people. Um, so here's the story. First and foremost, we have no idea if he's involved with Spider-Man 3. Tom Holland recently came out in an interview and said that if Toby, Toby, Andrew, or like Kristen Dunst is involved, he doesn't know about it, which obviously he would say that. Let's be real. That just 
don't I'm not even really worried about that that interview. But uh, a DoorDash driver uh, happened to deliver something for Andrew in Atlanta, and that's where the speculation comes from because everyone that follows MCU knows that everything they do is in, in Atlanta most of the time. Um, and that is currently where Spider-Man 3 is being filmed right now is in Atlanta. And it was funny. The DoorDash driver didn't even realize it was that's who it was at first. He had to check Andrew's uh, driver's license which, you know, because uh, Andrew ordered alcohol. You know, it's just policy, whatever. Apparently, Andrew's being a little bit of a dick about it is what he said on Twitter. And uh, the guy said, he, uh, walking away, he's like, yeah, I didn't even realize until I walked away. I, I was just like, oh, shit, that's the dude that dropped Gwen. <laughs> <laughs> so Andrew is currently in Atlanta. So that's just like take a grain, take it with a grain of salt type of thing. Like we'll see if he is involved with Spider-Man 3. I still fully believe he is, uh, especially with especially with what recently happened on WandaVision, which I'll talk about here in a minute, uh, Which because we all know that WandaVision is already confirmed to help set up not only Doctor Strange 2, but Spider-Man 3, all three of these things, WandaVision, Sp- uh, Spider-Man 3, and Doctor Strange are all kind of linked. And I mean, for God's sake, we already know Doctor Strange is literally called the multiverse of madness. Multiverse. So, yeah, it's just pretty straightforward. Uh, the other really awesome bit of news that I am so pumped for, and if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know that I've already was hoping for this, and I already said this, and and pleaded for this, and called this, but William Defoe was spotted on set for Spider-Man 3. Let's go, baby. His Norman Osborn was fucking great. Those movies are still good. The original ones with Toby, they're still good. You can definitely tell where they've aged. It is very noticeable. They're still good, but William Defoe as Norman Osborn and Green Goblin was so fucking top tier. And I, like... Like when we got like J.K. Simmons come back as JJ, yeah, I was so pumped because like like he did so well the role you can't recast him. And after I mean, he's literally the face people put things. Yes, of. exactly. And after that, my first thought was, okay, you know, if if the door is being open for this now, like come on, like I, the one the the one I wanted was William Defoe as Norman Osborn. We got Alfred um, Morlina as Doctor Ock again, which. That made me very happy. I thought Alfred killed it in Spider Man yeah, no, Two. Solid, um, but even though that that was really cool to see, I was really pumped about it. I was just like, please, just William Defoe, please. I don't ask for much. Just please, William Defoe, please, you know what please, would please. Be the big thing here is if Defoe's not actually in the film. Yeah, he's just hanging out. He's just hanging out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, hey guys, I'm just here to chill. You know what's up? Or uh, I mean. If this speculation about this being a multiverse thing and our other Spideys, maybe we have multiple Green Goblins show up. That's true. That's true. You know, who knows? I'm, I'm super pumped for this movie. I saw some people, like, talk about how they're not excited for the movie anymore because they're just like, this movie's just big fan service. I'm like, well, yeah. Like, have you watched the MCU in yeah, the last like, couple years? Yeah, like, what the fuck? Uh, you know, I know some other people are really worried about, like, oh, man, I think they're doing too much and stuff like that. I'm like, too much? You do realize we're talking about Disney, right? Like, I understand this is a Sony thing, and Sony's involved, but you do realize that Kevin Foggy is involved with this, right? Who has done four Avengers movies and Avengers 2.5 with too much? <laughs> Excuse me? That, that's just dumb to me at this that's point. That's just really weird, because MCU has been great and just whole, it's whole build-up back from the yeah. original Iron Man all to what we have currently. Yeah. And just the ridiculousness that we have a movie franchise like it. I know. Yeah. Like, Back when Iron Man One came out, there was no, no one had any idea like we'd get something so big. No, no, no one, no, for sure, no and one I mean, knew. With how it's done, so set up and everything, and then we got all the TV series and everything. Now it's just like, literally, they have just opened just to 
play with whatever. Yeah, exactly. Now, I will say, if 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 this Spider-Man 3 was a Sony-only project, okay, yeah, I can see why people are worried. We would all burn that trash. We would be worried about they're doing too much. But, dude, like, trust in Kevin. He's got this, okay? <laughs> like, Endgame was great. Infinity War was great. Ultron was the weakest of the movies, in my opinion. Oh, God. But it was good. Kevin's going to give us another dance scene. Yeah. He would do that. Kevin would, yeah. The, the freaking infamous Spider-Man 3 dancing. I would love for that to make some sort I, of appearance. That would be awful. That would be amazing. Let's do it. Oh, my God. Please, Toby. Please. Come on, man. Please. I mean, hey, hey, hey. Think about it. Think about this. Maybe that's why Toby was asking for big dollars to come on this project is because he knew he was going to have to do the dancing. <laughs> the infamous dancing that cannot be lived down. Yeah, like, like he was he was asking for like 15 mil to come in and do and do this and you know Marvel was kind of iffy on it, but maybe that's why he was asking for 15 mil is because he knew that he had to do the dance scene again. <laughs> Please, god, that would be incredible, dude. Um so WandaVision episode 5 Dude, anyone that watched the first two episodes of WandaVision when they first, like the first two, they came out the same day, whatever, and then dropped it after that, get your head out of your ass and go back and watch this fucking show because it's so goddamn good. It's just like a slow start because it's like all built to start off like like a sitcom type of thing, you know, which turned a lot of people off. Is that what that was? Okay, I saw the banners for and saw them in their weird yeah. black and white and mm-hmm. their actual was like... They're doing something weird with this. Yeah, yeah, it's it's built like a sitcom. Yeah, about dude, it's so fucking good. Um, you know, it's it's only been uh, at the time of this recording a day since the episode, so I won't say the big reveal at the end. But dude, that ending opened so many fucking doors for what we already thought was coming. Uh, in Doraemon. No, <laughs> I've come to bargain. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, just open a lot of multiverse doors is what I'll say. Like, dude, the ending of episode five, phenomenal. Absolutely. Just, I, I, it blew me away. I was ready. To, dude, I'm, I'm ready for the next three episodes. And, you know, um, one little thing, and I'm not going to say this is a spoiler, I guess, unless it happens. Uh, but when me and Josh, we were shooting the shit earlier about WandaVision. And one thing that he pointed out to me that. I had heard this before, but didn't think about it, is uh, Benedict uh, Cumberbatch mentioned months ago that WandaVision is just super fucking great. Everyone will love it. And Josh pointed out, like, how would he know that? Did he happen to watch it early? Or is he actually involved with Somehow it? Somehow involved in the later episodes. Exactly. So, be, you know, who knows? Maybe episode eight, the last episode, uh, get Doctor... Because, I mean, it's already confirmed. You know, once he said that, it started piecing in my head. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, it's already confirmed that WandaVision is step one of this multiverse stuff we got. They've already confirmed Spider-Man's involved. They've already confirmed this helps set up Doctor Strange 2. So I was like, fuck, maybe Doctor Strange appears at the end of the, the end of the series. Now I just see a whole opening. It's like, hello, I need to return you to the normal world. Come with me if you want to live. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically. Uh, no, I mean, dude, it's super good. Anyone that has not checked it out, go check it out. I wish I could say more about the episode, but like this episode was so massive in terms of what happened. I don't want to spoil it for people, which I've gotten better at. Thanks to Animan plus, you know, so this is more or less like the MCU's phase two or whatever, right? Or, this is I guess second running. I second, shouldn't really say yeah, the, the second arc. Yeah. This would technically be phase four. And I mean, it's technically under Disney. Yes. Mm-hmm. You think they would stretch the multiverse thing and, Reach into some of their Disney IPs. Yeah, I don't know, man. We get a 
Teen Groot with Baby Yoda. Teen Groot, yeah, with a Baby Yoda. Oh, dude, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> dude, at this point, who fucking knows, man? Who knows what they're going to fucking do with it? One thing that I will say about this episode, though, I just popped in my head, is we did get to see a deleted scene from Endgame appear in this episode. The scene that we saw was actually going to be the end credits of Endgame that was going to set up this show, which was Wanda uh, going to S.W.O.R.D., and taking Vision's dead corpse, which I'm so happy they showed, because let's be fucking real. Vision, his body, was created from Ultron, which was created from Tony and Bruce. This is a very, very expensive body made of very, very rare materials. You're not just going to leave that laying on the ground in Wakanda. Let's be real. Let's I'm think realistic. It's Wakanda, man. Let's be realistically. They're not just going to leave the body there. So yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad they tied up that one little loose knot of. Oh, by the way, this is where Vision's body was. This is what Wanda did. I'm glad they showed that because that was kind of like a loose end of where what happened to Vision's body after the snap. You know, you know, he got his fucking head, his gym ripped out, and the body's just going to lay there forever. I'm glad they did that personally. I mean. Half the universe was gone. Who's going to go grab it? I mean, fair. I mean, well, I mean, Cap was there. I mean, old man Cap. Woohoo. I mean, he was there, you know, in Wakanda. I mean, so was Thor. I mean, know. so was half the cast was in Wakanda. Yeah. So, I don't know. Someone could have. I mean, the one the one chick, I can't remember her name, the bodyguard to uh, T'Challa, she was there. I mean, you know, come on. She could, I don't know, man. I'm just glad they tied up that loose ending, okay? Let Vision's body stay there. That is where he's gone. That is where Wanda would find him. It's just laying there in Wakanda still? Yes. They make a <laughs> national ritual grave because they don't know what the heck he is. The Wakandans don't. So they just make him a grave. They just bury him. Like, just throw some dirt on him. Just like, all right, let's just bury this thing. We don't know what this is. Fuck it. This red man, he, I don't know what he is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, dude. Uh, but no, great episode, though. You guys need to watch WandaVision, man. I'm so pumped for the, uh, the remaining episodes. Um... That's it. I think that's it for the show. I think that's it for the lineup this week. I, I can't help but to feel like I'm forgetting something. I feel like there's something I'm forgetting, and it's going to hit me afterwards. I'm going to get really irritated, but eh, it is what it is. You know? I mean, looking at what you sent me, you've hit everything. I hit everything on here, but like there was a, it was one of those things where it's like midway through the show, you know, I had something pop in my head that I wanted to follow back up on, right? Like something like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing that. I was going to talk about it. And I think it was around when I was talking about Zelda stuff. I was, and it was off Zelda topic, right? It was off Zelda topic. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to follow back up with that. And, it, dude, it's gone. It is fucking gone. I don't know what it could have been. But it just popped in my head. And it's going to bother me for the rest of the fucking night now. But, oh, well. Um, well, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, shout out to Zach for filling in. Zach, I appreciate for you filling in on the three-minute notice. I mean, we really got to stop this, man. Dude, I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> I apologize. It, was, it wasn't my fault. I mean, it wasn't. Come on, man. I mean, it doesn't change the fact it became my problem. <laughs> that is, it did become your problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever. Um, Zach, do you have anything that you want to say to close out the show here before I hit the music? And we Everyone that's listening, please like, comment, rate, give us something on any platform you listen to. It does help. It does get us out there and maybe show up in other people's feed and they go, what is this? Thank you. I appreciate that. And also, most importantly, uh, go check out Animan Plus as well, the podcast where Zach comes from. Uh, you may actually hear Zach here on... Um, uh, lighthearted maybe a little bit more in the future we'll see we'll cross that bridge when we get there but uh, I don't know I think that's going to do it from us guys 
I got nothing else. So um, hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode, though. Have an absolutely phenomenal, positively super incredible, amazing day, guys. Bye, people.